Hey travelers, thank you for listening to the Young Black Travelers podcast. Today, we'll be talking about traveling or flying through COVID. So stay tuned. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of the Young Black Travelers podcast. My name is Asher Cunningham, and I am the founder of Young Black Travelers. And today we have with us um, Young Black Travelers group travel curator Stella on the podcast with us. Stella, introduce yourself. Hail our listeners up. (laughs) Hello, hello, world. I am so glad and honored to be a part of this podcast today. Yes, um, it's good to have you on. We know that. So everybody, just a little bit about Stella. Stella is actually living in where? Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. So she's a Texas. I was trying to put on a Texas accent. I don't know if I'm doing it right. (laughs) Listen, I don't know either. I am originally from New York, so I don't know myself. Yeah, you you still very much have that New York accent. It's probably not going to go anywhere. And Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, t- Stella, how is life in Texas right now? I mean, I know COVID is full swing again, and um, I hear that the cases, you know, outside of New York, well, they're they're rising in New York, but I hear Texas is also experiencing some spikes. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. That's correct, Asher. We are experiencing spikes um, at COVID cases in all our different regions. Um, I know there's some areas that are experiencing higher numbers than others. Luckily for Houston, um, our cases aren't spiking too high, but we definitely have to be careful and start practicing um, all of the best practices, such as social distancing, wearing our masks, staying in, only going out for essential shoppings. Um, Now, I'm not going to say that's what's happening in Houston currently, (laughs) but that is what we're supposed to be doing. Um, Nevertheless, I know the hospitals are doing what they have to do to prepare for this next wave that we're going to be coming into. So, you know, we just all got to be careful. Wow. Wow. I hope, you know, I think the next wave is going to happen. So I was about to say, I hope it doesn't happen, but... To, I mean, let's just be real. It's going to happen. It's just how we manage that next wave. And I think that's that that will dictate what happens. Um, and there's been some learning. Um, we've the healthcare professionals have learned over the past few months how to deal with COVID. Um, so hopefully the next wave, it's actually managed so much better than the first wave um, was managed. Um, but yes, so let's go into some of the conversation. This is the getting to know you usually, but everybody I think have met Stella before because you were on the podcast, our conversation about Cuba. You were on this podcast with Awalda. Um, that was an amazing conversation. I mean, when are we going back to Cuba, Stella? <laughs> As soon as we can, as soon as we can. Cuba uh, is definitely one of my happy places. So. Yes, yes, might as, as soon well. As we can. Um, and so you know, in 2020, um, Young Black Travelers was actually planning our first um, group travel experience, and then COVID came. We were planning to go to Canada. Stella, tell us about that little plan and how it all got derailed because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, it is so hard to plan your life or anything else around it uh, during COVID season. We plan to actually launch 
at Carabana, Carabana 2020. Um, and we just thought that was a great place for young black traveler travelers to launch their travel group experience. Um, mm-hmm. Being as though a lot of people on the executive board are Caribbean, you know, Blup, a lot of them. Vincent and the Grenadines. I myself, I am Nigerian, but I do claim a little 5% Caribbean bias association. <laughs> but nevertheless, yes, you, you know, we had planned to play mass and you know join the festivities and it was going to be a great trip Mm -hmm. um get about 10 to 15 people on board and just plan an amazing week for um everybody for carabana but unfortunately we had to um change our plans and cancel our trip for the planning of it because of covid Wow, wow. And, you know, and, and that was unfortunate because honestly, I was looking forward to Caribana. And we've talked about Caribana, Caribana many times on this podcast. So I think by now, you guys should get it in your head that we really liked and enjoyed our experiences at Caribana because, Stella, you've gone, right? No, I've oh, you've never been. That's carnival. Nope. Ah, okay. So this was yeah, going. To I was be... really looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was going to be an, an amazing experience. Tell us about Trinidad Carnival. Honestly, if you haven't done it, I think you need to do it. That's all I'm going to say. When the world um, is open. <laughs> when the world is open, that is the caveat. But Trinidad. Um, carnival literally is a lifetime experience um and i just i just feel like everybody just needs to experience it whether or not you're playing mass mm-hmm. or you're just there as a spectator you just have to feel that energy feel that vibe feel that unity that love um just just amazing energy a great atmosphere to be in for a few days just make sure you drink a lot of water if you plan on jumping from fat to fat because Ono would be drinking, uh, <laughs> drinking water, BLT. Yes. Um, and so Stella, okay. So we know that a lot of group travel is on hold because of COVID. Um, so being our group travel curator and being the group travel expert that you are becoming now in this space, when do you foresee um, group travel recommencing um, for travelers, both black, white, anyone when do you see these things recommencing i think a safe trip and i'm what i mean is safe meaning that you are minimizing any risk of contacting covid um while you are away i would say um 2022 Mm. um and the reason why i would push it to that year is because um i was just watching the news actually and they spoke about the vaccine and they said that most likely we won't get the vaccine until the fall or until the winter of 2021. Um, so I believe if it's going to take that long, as it should, you know, it should take their time to actually do it right and give it to the right group of people, uh, minimizing any kind of adverse side effects or any of that stuff. I think the best time to do a group travel with young black travelers will be 2022 2022 and you know your your advice actually go in line with obviously you said you listen to the news but in one of our earlier podcasts um we had pilot leo leo Rowe on here and he actually said that so he's a pilot for american airlines and he echoed what you just said that things are not going to get back to normal until about 2022 and i think when he said that at that point i was a bit shocked but Honestly, you know, let's just let's just get back to reality. 
these things do take some time. So getting out of vaccine is going to take some time. And we actually don't want a rush product, right? We just don't want them to develop a vaccine in a month. And, you know, it has Agreed. all these side effects. So, you know, right. especially being safe for the travel community. I know a lot of us want to just get out there and gallivant as we want to <laughs> but you know we and, and and you know if you're gonna travel and you will take the pcr test and whatever do you do you but i think on a mass scale we just have to be patient for um you know the the, the right the vaccine to be developed and to be proven and tested and all of that um so yeah 2022 that's wow about two years away <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, enough money, enough time to save up money to go to your your favorite places, such as like you know Maldives. That's super expensive, so you can save for it now mm, <laughs> until mm, twenty twenty. Got you, <laughs> got you. And so, where do you think um, YBT, or where do you plan um, to probably take a YBT experience, or what? Where do you imagine? Um, probably an initial YBT experience, group travel experience to go once um, the world is open, um, probably around 2022. Like what, where do you envision this going? Well, I would definitely still stick to our original plan and ah. do something carnival related. Um, and the reason why I say that is just because of, again, the atmosphere that's involved around Carnival and the energy and the experience that you get. Um, and it will be a great trip for anybody yeah. who is interested in playing mass and mm -hmm. or anybody who's not interested in playing mass but just wants to speculate. And then also people who just want to go to the, the fets, right, and not really be involved with the parade or mm -hmm. not really be involved with being the parade. So you have a lot of variety that the Young Black Travelers um, group can enjoy. And then even outside of that, we can do things that are more calming um, and more relaxing because it's an island, right? So we mm -hmm. can get that vibe to just relax and center ourselves, zen, do a little bit of yoga on the beach, get some massages. Okay. See how that, that Mindfulness. sounds so nice and calming. <laughs> Mindfulness. Listen exactly, to the ocean. You know? Hit and it against the sand. Some great food. Thank you. We can get some great food, some fresh caught fish that's nice and fried yes we're on an island so that sounds good just gives you so much of a variety to just enjoy <laughs> yourself whether you're extroverted or introverted yes. um, and why not top it off with with a carnival you know carnival makes sense st vincent sounds like a good plan you know stella so probably start thinking about that one if we don't go to caribana uh you know or in even the any of them grenada grenada job job <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> wow good good yes yeah, so we're gonna take a break right now and when we come back we're going to get into the main conversation with stella because stella traveled th through covid um so we're gonna talk about flying in the midst of covid so stay tuned um and we're gonna come right back and talk to stella a little bit more
welcome back again. Thank you for sticking with us. We're about to get into the main or the meat of the conversation. Again, we're talking with our fellow Young Black Travels group travel curator, Stella. And she's talking to us today about flying in the midst of COVID because I'm sure many of you are out there. Some of you are probably afraid. You haven't heard of anyone who have flown. Um, but people are taking the leap and Stella was one of them. Um, Stella has traveled during COVID um, or since COVID hit and has been ravaging the world. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I won't consider it ravaging. (laughs) So since COVID hit, how many trips have you taken by air? Because I know, you know, a lot of people are, it's safer to travel by car or, well, car, but by air is where a lot of the concerns happen. How many? I would say two. Two. Um, it is actually two. Okay, so where where have you gone? My most recent trip was Tulum, Mexico. I went in October for about five days, and then prior that, I did a city tour in the northeast region of the United States, and I flew to Maryland, and then from Maryland, I drove to three other neighboring cities. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so let's, I really want to dig into the international travel. Um, so let's talk about Mexico or, or Tulum, Tulum, Mexico. First of all, how was Tulum? How was Mexico? So I've been to Mexico before and I went to Cancun. And mm-hmm. those who are familiar with Cancun, Cancun is a very vibrant city in Mexico. Um, they have this amazing strip with a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants and clubs, nightclubs. Um, there's a whole bunch of different um, resorts that you can actually hop into if you have the access to go. So and it's just very vibrant. There's a lot of people. It's very loud. There's a lot of activities. And there's also a beautiful beach in Cancun called Dawson Beach. Mm. So I expected Tulum to be the same vibe. But actually, when I went to Tulum, although it is vibrant, I would say the the level of its vibrancy is a, a little different. It's a lot more calmer, I should say, Okay. where you can still have fun. You can still turn up. You mm-hmm. can still dance your life away, but it's not so loud. Um, okay. Tulum reminds me of a city where I can actually live in, right? So you have mm. a little bit of everything. You can relax and you can also party and you can also eat amazing food mm. versus I can coon to me, which is so much of a party um, vibe, right? Wow. So if you're into it, you will really enjoy Cancun. But if you want a balance, Tulum is where to go. And that's exactly what I needed and what I was looking for when I decided to take the risk and fly during COVID. Mm-hmm. And you know, interestingly, um, Tulum over, I guess, when people discovered that flying, they could start flying. Tulum seemed to be a trend for a lot of black travelers. Why do you think that was or still is the thing? I think because in Tulum, and this is just my experience, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just basing off of my experience. I think because in Tulum, you have the ability to social distance. You have the ability to isolate yourself if you really want to. I think for um, a place like Cancun, and the reason why I'm comparing the the both cities is because I went to both cities. Mm-hmm. I think with Cancun, it will be a little harder to social distance just because Cancun may be more populated, right? Mm. Um, but with Tulum, surprisingly, when I was there, Tulum was populated. But I did have the ability to isolate myself with the group of people that I went with. 
make sense. Obviously, it was populated because, again, it was a trend. Like, on social media, via the Young Black Travels page. Because sometimes we do look at a lot of the pictures that are out there. And a lot of people were traveling to Tulum. I actually yeah. may decide to take a trip myself after talking to Stella and see how everything goes. So, based on this conversation, we'll make that decision, okay? It was, it was amazing. <laughs> like, it's amazing. It's artsy. You know, mm. it gives you um, just such a nice, common vibe. One of my favorite things about Tulum is how safe it is there. Um, they have a beautiful beachfront uh, mm. where it's nothing but amazing, like, hotels um, that have nice restaurants right in front of the beach. I believe the beach is called Paradise Beach. And okay. please correct me if I'm, if I'm not saying that correctly. But it is just all around a great trip. You get a, a little bit of everything, you know. Um, so I, I had a great time and it was worth the risk. And I came back home. I got tested. And by the grace of God, my test came back negative. So Hallelujah. Which made me even appreciate <laughs> the trip a lot more. Good, good, good. So, okay, you talk about coming back home and you got getting tested when you came back. But was a PCR test, which is the nasal swab, was that required to fly to Mexico or to Tulum? No, not at all. And I think that's why a lot of people, once the numbers of COVID cases started decreasing and remaining stagnant and controlled, I think a lot of people decided to go to Mexico because at, at one point, remember, um, we weren't allowed to actually actually travel internationally the mm -hmm. united states was banded remember there was a lot of vans going on around the around the world and the united states is and still now you know there's a lot of uh restrictions for us to travel into another country they're denying us of access mm -hmm. and i think uh, mexico was one of the countries that actually did not deny of us access and they also didn't require a pcr test mm. they didn't require you to get tested prior entering their country and and showing proof of a negative test and i believe the maldives is one of those as well but i think a lot of people just wanted to travel somewhere closer those who were traveling from the united states and um you know maybe that's why a lot of people flocked over to for to tulum i know for wow. me that's why i did that make that makes a lot of sense because honestly, if you've ever taken the PCR test or the nasal swab, I mean, it's something that is, you know, readily available now in New York. Because when COVID started back in March, early in, in March, honestly, that test was not that common. It wasn't that available around. Now it's everywhere. They 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 actually push it on you. They import they want you to actually test before you probably probably every few days now. And it's something I actually don't want to repeat because it was a bad experience. So I could see a lot of people choosing Mexico because they don't have to do that. And honestly, now I'm like, that's something I would consider because I don't want to go to a country that requires that. Do I know that's the safe way? Because if you go in with a negative test and you know you're a negative, then you're safe. But I just honestly don't want to go through the test. It is it, it wasn't a pleasant experience. But I digress. But Stella, tell us what happened. Tell us the, the, what, what, what happened, I guess, when you were going to the airport, like the steps um, while you got into the Absolutely. airport, checking in, all of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So one of the things, especially um, being in, a, in the medical field, working in the medical field, 
Um, and then also just going off of such an alarming state we were in in this country with COVID, one of the things that I truly practice is just getting tested quite frequently. Um, and I knew if I was traveling, I wanted to know what my baseline was. I wanted to know that I was going to Mexico with a negative test at that point, mm -hmm. right? Like now I understand or now it's not now that I understand, but of course there is an understanding that I can have a negative test on Monday, travel on Thursday, and that doesn't necessarily mean between Tuesday and Wednesday that I didn't contract COVID. Exactly. But I tried my best to get tested very closely when I um, decided to travel, so the day of travel. And I and I told myself that as soon as I get tested, I was going to quarantine and stay home until it was time for me to travel. So, um, I, I mean, it's all up to you and what you believe and what you want to practice, but that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I do or I did for this particular trip as well as the trip that I did in, um, for my city tour, quote unquote. Um, so when I got to the airport in Houston, I traveled from IAH, which is the international airport in Houston. Um, and everything is all self done. So you do everything yourself. Like you've always had before. So you check in yourself, you tag your bags yourself, you drop your bags. This time I noticed that they told me to put my bags on the conveyor belt. Like no one grabbed my bag for me, mm. which was fine. So Makes that was okay. Yeah, that was okay. I noticed that they also have plexiglass up um, on the counters of your, um, your actual airline. So I believe I flew out with um, United, mm -hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken. So they also had plexiglass up. And there was also a lot of hand sanitizer at your disposal. So they had a hand sanitizer stand. They had actual hand sanitizer bottles. They had the spray, just everything you needed. And that, when I arrived to the whole uh, to the airport, I'm sorry, I'm thinking in advance, um, <laughs> I was double masked, masked. So I had two masks on, and those were the surgical masks, plus a cloth mask on top of that. So I made sure that I had my nose and my mouth covered three times. Okay? Wow. <laughs> so on my way to T TSA and, you know, it was it was so quick. There was they did practice social distance. There was arrows on the floor where they uh, told people to stand. So people had designated spots to stand um, going through the actual TSA line and um, the security checkpoint. That was also very cool comment collected. Usually there's so many people just bombarding you right there, but they took their time. They made sure that people were six, uh, six feet apart. I also noticed that they had a dog chick, like um, sniffing everyone. Now, I don't know exactly what they were sniffing for and if dogs can sniff out COVID. I don't know if that's a true statement, but I do know that the, there was more than one dog this time, which is unusual, and that the particular dog was a lot closer and stayed a lot longer and lingered amongst folks a lot longer, including myself, and I was completely terrified um, longer than what they, they're usually used to being. So that was my experience actually traveling um, through or going through TSA. Now, when I got to United, United, when I, when I mean they did a spectacular job. And the reason why I guess I'm just so I was so impressed was because of all of the things that I heard prior. I heard mm -hmm. traveling was horrible and people are not practicing social distance and the airport was packed. But. I honestly did not have that experience at all. Um, you know, on my way there, 
actually, I didn't travel through United. It was United powered by Air Mexico. So I actually got, there we go, Aero Mexico. So I went to Aero Mexico. They had us sitting. Some chairs were closed off. So again, to practice social distancing, I probably sat for like about 15 minutes. And then they started lining us up. Everybody had to adhere to the actual group and their seat range. And they um, they lined us up or they boarded us from back to front, which I always thought was the most efficient way to board a plane in the first place. But I get it. If you're first class, business class or, you know, so forth and so on, you want to actually sit down first. <laughs> um, and that was and that was great. And upon getting on the plane, they gave me a bag and the bag included a snack, a mm. water bottle and some wipes. And then they also gave me a wipe in my hand. So I guess the wipe in the bag was just an additional wipe to wipe down once you wipe your chair down. So as soon as I got on the plane, got to my chair, I also had my own pack of Clorox wipes. So I actually (laughs) used that first, wiped everything down. I had a window seat, so I I wiped the window down as well. The Mm -hmm. window flap, I wiped down. My tray, everything, like literally everything. Everything that we know what to do, that we've always been doing. Uh I did the same thing. did it extra this time. I just did it extra, exactly. Used their wipe, and it it was normal. As soon as I got on a plane, I wrapped my face with my scarf because I brought a scarf so I just wanted to wrap my face as a double protection so I guess this is the fourth um, mask that I have on now and I fell asleep wow that flight was going to Mexico City wow wow and so I think you you mentioned earlier on that there were a lot of dogs around I don't know if these dogs were actually sniffing for COVID but actually in June a team in France using a small number of samples collected from um, human patients they found that actually dogs could detect COVID infection through um, differences in smell of human armpits and sweat Um, that was actually reported by time so I think that maybe that's what they were doing. I'm not sure if they were doing that in Houston, but I know a lot of things are coming out now with even breathalyzers and COVID. Um, so hopefully they develop a lot of those technologies because I feel a lot of those technologies would actually help us in getting our world back to some sense of normalcy, right? Um, exactly. But good, okay. And early detection. Early, early detection. detection. Early detection is true. Um, so did you find that the plane was actually cleaner than maybe before when you traveled? I wouldn't say cleaner. I didn't I didn't find that it was cleaner pre or post mm-hmm. um, COVID. Okay. It pretty normal to it me. It was the yeah. same? Okay. I did have a road to myself. The plane was not packed to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, my original seat was a seat where I shared with another individual. But because the plane was not packed, they moved my seat so I can Good. sit in a row by myself. Good. You should have asked them for your first class seat. Move me to first I class. I should have. I should have. <laughs> I guess I just, I just wanted to get to my destination safely. So I wasn't even thinking about being a queen, being the queen that I am. Then. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And and, and so also, uh, you, you were talking early on about, you know, a double mask it and wrapping your scarf around your head again, just to add that 
an actual layer of protection. But actually, a study by the Department of Defense found that um, traveling by air it was 99% well was safe basically I think 99.7% safer because of the whole you know HEPA filtration recirculation system that they have in planes okay um, I guess you didn't feel you didn't feel safe or was it a thing a mental thing that you thought that the plane was actually dirtier than any other mode of transportation because it's probably cleaner than going to your grocery store they actually said possibly i guess it was just a, a level of protection that i knew i needed to take in order to protect myself mm. um again you know even though it's a plane and i'm sure they have all of those things those aerosol bacterial um you know sprays that can actually kill certain bacteria mm-hmm. i know of those things but again i just wanted to make sure i was being responsible and taking the precautions i needed to take um to just make sure i'm not contracting you know covid because i am traveling to another country i am you know um staying in a in a, a resort with other people you mm-hmm. know with myself and two other people that was traveling so again i just wanted to be pre- be as careful as I needed to be. You wanted to be careful. And that's good. That's that's yeah. really good. Hopefully most travelers would be taking these precautions that you are taking uh, because they will def- definitely keep a lot more people safe, right? And, and maybe that's right. one of the things that could open up our world so much quicker. Um, okay, so now you got to Mexico. Um, tell us how was... Um, you know, probably things done there. How were the Mexican, right, things that were done you know, in the airport, maybe at the hotel? How were things done there? One of the things I noticed as soon as I got off the plane in Mexico City was the excessive amount of hand sanitizer stands everywhere, which I truly appreciated. So mm-hmm. you can literally walk from a couple of inches to a store, maybe look at some tequila. There's like three or four hand sanitizer stands then leave that store, go to another store, just walk down, walk down the airport. And then there's another hand sanitizer stand there. There literally was an excessive amount, which I appreciate so much because, you know, you don't always want to have to go into your bag and get your hand sanitizer, yeah. or pull it over so you can just get it there. Another thing I noticed is that all of the staff, because I did go into some duty-free stores, mm-hmm. they all wore a mask. Um, some even wore a wore some gloves um i went to the restroom to the ladies room and i saw a guy that had full a full protection on so from head all the way down to his feet and he had a spray bottle in his hand and it looked like some type of disinfectant and he was just standing there and i asked him you know i had somebody translate for me of course but i asked Mm -hmm. him how long does he go in there and disinfect the bathroom um with that and i pointed to the tool that he had mm-hmm. and he said every 15 minutes wow and i thought that was pretty impressive as well that they're doing that level of deep cleaning every 15 minutes every 15 and ironically minutes. i did see the male bathroom closed so he must have just finished in the male bathroom and then he was waiting to get into the female bathroom so that was very impressive um just like um iah so just like houston 
there was seats, right? So people who are waiting at their gate and some of some seats, every other seat was blocked off again for mm-hmm. social distancing. Yeah. Um, including outlets too. I noticed that there are outlets, every other outlets were blocked off as well. So people aren't standing so close when they're charging their phone. I did, my girls and I, we did stop because we had about an hour and a half layover. We stopped to get some food. And one of the things that I found that I haven't seen yet here in any of the states that I've been to in America is sanitizing mats. So you have to step in a mat full of sanitizer and maybe it's like about two to three inches and you step in it and you get to the bottom of your shoes wet and then you go into another mat that's dry, you wipe off your shoe Mm. and then you go into the actual restaurant. They had it for the restaurants and they had it for the stores as well. Yeah. Wow, wow. That is that is actually very impressive right there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And so I guess based on that experience, would you say that um, the Mexicans are taking more um, precautions than the Americans? Are, and probably even tell us about your experience coming back into America. Who's taking more precautions? I think we both are. I wouldn't say one is doing more than the other. Mm-hmm. I would just say we probably are... We probably just need to gain other best practices. So, like, the the mats, I haven't seen that in America, right? Yeah. But one of the things that I didn't see in Mexico was the plexiglass in between a driver and a passenger. Mm-hmm. So, when you catch an Uber here, recently, if you've been catching Uber or Lyft or I drive. a taxi service. I drive, too, <laughs> but sometimes I don't feel like driving and I'll get into, like, a cab, right, or, uh-huh. or, or Lyft or Uber. And when I went to Chicago, I had to go to Chicago or Earlier in the year, mm-hmm. it was the same thing there. There was some type of plexiglass in between the driver and the passenger. Yeah. That wasn't like that in Mexico. So it's, you know, it's just different, different. best practices. Yes, that I feel like everybody can um, knowledge sharing, right? Like everybody can uh, gain and either True. one can use to their best ability to just stay safe. You're right. You're right. Wow. Wow. Okay, Stella, thank you so much for all that information. Hopefully from that, a lot of our listeners um would honestly be um enlightened and make the decision in case probably something pop up because i think even this information would be helpful for people who probably even a funeral may pop up for many people and some people are scared of getting on a plane and if that is the case i hope hopefully this information will actually help you to um probably even select the airline or just what you should do when you're traveling um so hopefully this is helpful stuff for a lot of you guys out there who are traveling or who are listening um for you not to be scared you know you can fly and you can take these precautions to protect yourself and others around you um so we're going to take a break right now and when we come back we are going to wrap this conversation up with our dear friend stella So welcome back to this episode of the Young Black Travels podcast. Again, today we've been talking welcome to. Welcome back. 
back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, again, we have the Young Black Travelers Group Travel Curator, Miss Stella, here with us. And, <laughs> and Stella has been really sharing with us about flying in the midst of COVID. Again, we know that many people are nervous about flying, getting on a plane. Of course, we, we've heard from pilot Leo um, about just the numbers, and we've seen it in the news as well, the numbers of travelers just just dropping it's literally probably like 99 percent down um so a lot of people aren't flying and again we're not recommending that you just hop on a plane and go fly i think what we we're having this conversation to share with you just vital information if you're going to do it how you could probably go about doing it and probably you know just stella's experience um flying in the midst of covid and Stella has actually shed light on just a lot of things that I think would be very helpful for a lot of us travelers. I think I'm going to take, think about going to um, Tulum, Stella. I think I'm going to think about doing it, pencil it in. <laughs> yes. It's definitely a great experience. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Um, but so before we close this podcast and ask Stella a few closing questions, we want to take this opportunity like we do on every episode to just really honor some of our most um, engaged followers and listeners. Um, so on today's episode, we are taking the opportunity to shout out one of a follower on our Instagram page who's usually engaged with us and her name is Miss Anna Williams ESQ Esquire um, so she is a lawyer um, in DC I think she just passed the bar uh, again we usually look at people's profiles um, and she's a lawyer in DC um, we just want to shout you out thank you for being <laughs> engaged yes thank she, you she's, uh, she's, she's in the we capital doing you. big work hey Absolutely. <laughs> so shout out to you. Keep going. Um, keep striving, and you know, like, do your thing. Do your thing. Yes, Stella. Um, where's your next trip, and when? <laughs> well, it is so hard to plan anything during COVID and just the inconsistency of the infection rate. Mm -hmm. So only God knows at this point. Only I, God knows. I'm in between being adventurous and being risky which i don't necessarily recommend people to do but i am just a natural born traveler so don't yeah. i'm different <laughs> you are traveling from I'm the womb, also, womb. Yes, exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i'm also in between you know really just locking down um the the cases are growing so i just are steadily growing and just getting higher and higher so yeah. i would what i would recommend is for people to just be responsible mm -hmm. take the precautions that they need to take and possibly just cancel traveling right now i know it sucks because of the holidays i have big plans to go to new york from december 22nd to january 4th but i know now new york has a curfew isn't that right asher well it has a curfew on restaurants curfew not necessarily on people right but mm -hmm. still like you know even if i wanted to like go out and get food and things like that it would just be a little difficult i know there's still you know things in houston right? close at like 9 a.m so don't act all brand new no we close at <laughs> 2 actually but 2 a.m you know, we've been able to yeah we've been oh. able to like go okay. go into restaurants and we've been able to socialize maybe that's the problem but we've definitely <laughs> been able to socialize Woo, I guess light bulb to, right 
I guess what I'm just... <laughs> that is not funny, but that is also true. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is that it'll be a, it won't be my trip to New York won't necessarily be as eventful as I wanted it to be because even my family members in New York are starting to isolate themselves within their own nuclear family. Mm. So yeah, who knows? I think as of right now, like I said, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm thinking I should just put a quarantine on myself because if I don't, I'm gonna try to make unrealistic plans. So we were supposed to go to you know Aspen for my birthday, and <laughs> that trip is gonna get canceled too. So, <laughs> well, we didn't go through it. You were really serious about doing it because you didn't follow through yeah. on the plans. I was really serious. I was planning it. Oh. But then I was like, Colorado is Colorado is like one of the cases that, I mean, one of the states that their cases are just skyrocketing and, you know, they're having a mm. lot of issues with the demand right now. Okay. Um, And it's only mid-November, right? So imagine oh, four weeks from now. Got you. Got you. Okay. Well, so, okay. If a traveler decides that they want to take a trip to Mexico um, during this time, where do you recommend that they stay? And what do you recommend that they do during this time of COVID? Oh, well, I have a whole list here that I can just post on our Instagram page and you guys can reference it. But I would say go to Tulum. Mm -hmm. Tulum is an amazing place. I think it's a hidden gem. It's probably not hitting anymore because (laughs) everybody is flocking to Tulum. It's probably exploited at this point. But definitely go to Tulum. There's a lot of places to stay. Um, I would recommend if you're not into an all-inclusive resort, there's not too many in Tulum. But I would recommend staying. Yes, not too many. But I would recommend staying if you do want to go to um, all-inclusive, I would recommend Core Tulum, which is where I stayed. I'm very great service. Now, um, if you don't want to do an all-inclusive, and I don't think you need to do an all-inclusive in Tulum because you're usually always out of the resort anyway, I would stay on a beachfront hotel. Um, and one of the hotels that I think is pretty cool is um, B Tulum. Um, and from there, there's just so many restaurants to go to. There's this restaurant called Casa Banana. If you're into a steak, um, they have an amazing, amazing selection of steak. It's a steakhouse on the beachfront. Okay. Um, Azuk is a perfect place for photo ops. And you can go there and um, look at some nice architecture too. It's full of nice architecture. There's the Grand Cenote if you want to check that out. Um, there's Tab. Yeah, Taboo. Taboo is an amazing place to have fun party, not the game smoke some hookah nope not the game <laughs> smoke some hookah the dj plays all types of music from all over the world so mm. you will you will like it there um there's mystique uh hookah club if you're into that mm. so there's just so many so many different options in tulum there's atv and so many different excursions um, a lot of there's a couple of islands outside of Tulum that okay. you may also want to check out as well if you have the time. It has an amazing, amazing so, um, water view. And what would you th- th- say would probably be the most COVID proof activity? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just staying in your hotel, <laughs> <laughs> staying in your hotel. <laughs> And go um, and walk it out of, to the beach. <laughs> exactly. Isolation wise, I would say the most COVID proof will probably just be 
going to the beach and getting a cabana or um you know a tent or whatever you want or just even laying on the beach away from everyone mm, okay that's about it but tulum is pretty populated i would say so it's kind of hard to um you know get that social distancing experience every single where you go even if you go to a restaurant you know you're probably not going to be sitting right on top of somebody but there's going to be somebody sitting next to the table over you Makes of sense. course six feet away but mm-hmm. there is going to be somebody next to you okay okay cool cool right. good well stella thank you for joining us on this episode um you know you guys are going to be hearing a lot more of stella stella has talked about a lot of great podcast ideas that she has so you guys are going to be hearing a lot more from her uh we can't wait to uh i guess recommend well start our group travel experience in probably 2022 <laughs> but whatever we do we can't wait for that but still again thank you for joining this episode and we just want to um remind everyone to please subscribe make subscribe to our instagram make sure you're reading our blog it's basically youngblacktravelers.com um, and also, you can support our podcast. Um, if you're listening to us through Anchor, you can support us support us monthly. You can de- decide what you want to support or give monthly. So we're we're really asking you to decide to. Um, Start giving monthly contributions to the Young Black Travelers podcast and and, and 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 become a supporter of us in that way. And again, thank you for listening to the Young Black Travelers podcast. Stella, anything you want to say on the way out? <laughs> no, I just um, I think you said a, said it all. And thank you so much for having me on this episode. Um, I look forward to speaking to you all quite frequently. Mm. And again, thank you guys so much for all your support, your undeniable support. We yes. appreciate it. From, thank you. Um, and definitely look out for more things that Young Black Traveler has to offer. Yes, yes. You guys, you guys are our day ones, our supporters. We are grateful for your support. So yes, as Stella said, please continue to look out. And again, have an amazing week. Um, stay safe and take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>